Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 565. Look at Romans chapter 15, verses 14 through 21. Let's read our passage. My brothers and sisters, I myself am convinced about you that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. Nevertheless, I have written to remind you more boldly on some points because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, serving as a priest of the gospel of God. God's purpose is that the Gentiles may be an acceptable offering, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have reason to boast in Christ Jesus regarding what pertains to God. For I would not dare say anything except what Christ has accomplished through me by word and deed for the obedience of the Gentiles, by the power of miraculous signs and wonders, and by the power of God's Spirit. As a result, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum. My aim is to preach the gospel where Christ has not been named, so that I will not build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. He's writing this letter from Corinth on his third missionary journey. His goal is to accompany the collection to Jerusalem, then travel to Rome, spend some time there, then go on to Spain. He's sending this letter in advance with the theology of the gospel. His goal is to strengthen the church in Rome. Been dealing with a lot of things, and he closed out last time basically his theology of the letter, justification by faith, and that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, need to be justified by faith, and his challenge to them to work together as Jews and Gentiles. Now he's wrapping it up, and this is basically a review of his ministry. He says in verse 14, my brothers and sisters, I myself am convinced about you that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. Now, he's got to dance along this very carefully because he has not been invited to come to Rome. He has decided he's going to go to Rome. There's already a church in Rome, so he's got to play this a little delicately And versus I'm here to save you guys who are so messed up. But yet, he does see a value in him coming. And so he, he's building them up some here. And it's not fake. It's just he is being careful to lift them up and say, Hey, I recognize you guys are a functioning church. You really do know what you're doing. So he says, you're full of goodness. You're filled with knowledge. You're able to instruct one another. So he's not saying, you don't need me to come. But he is saying, you are fully functional and able. He's walking carefully here. Then he continues to verse 15. He says, Nevertheless, I've written to remind you more boldly on some points because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, serving as a priest of the gospel of God. So while you are functioning as a church already and doing okay, I have been assigned by Jesus Christ himself to be an apostle to the Gentiles. So he's saying, so I actually do have authority to come there and do some apostle stuff. So he is uh, being careful to say, it's not you guys are hopeless. You guys are doing well. 
but I've still been given an assignment, and I'm going to come do that. Now, he uses this term here. He says he's a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. This is where he was appointed by Jesus Christ to be an apostle to the Gentiles. That's authority. But they use this Old Testament language, serving as a priest of the gospel of God. That's unusual language for Paul. Remember, he's dealing with this mixed group in Rome, and he's been using a lot of Old Testament language. So Canadian says God's purpose is that the Gentiles may be an acceptable offering sanctified by the Holy Spirit. So he's making a little play on the Old Testament language here that he is the priest making this offering. And the offering is the obedience of Christians. So he's saying it's like a New Testament principle is that animal sacrifices have been replaced by obedient Christians. That's the sacrifice offered to God. And it goes along with what he said at the beginning of chapter 12, that you're to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. And so he says that. So I'm here to serve as the priest offering up this sacrifice to God of you guys living out obedient lives. And those are sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Sanctified means made holy. So the Holy Spirit is what makes this offering acceptable to God. Verse 17. Therefore, I have reason to boast in Christ Jesus regarding what pertains to God. He talks about boasting periodically. Boasting about self is always spoken of negatively. You're not to boast about yourself, but to boast about Christ is a good thing. And he says, I do boast about Christ. I even boast about things that I have been part of, but I'm always careful to give the credit to God. So I'm boasting about Christ Jesus, what pertains to God. Verse 18, For I would not dare say anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, by word and deed for the obedience of the Gentiles. So are you saying, you know, there's been a lot that's been accomplished through me. I've seen a lot, done a lot, experienced a lot, but it's only by the power of Jesus that I have been able to see that and do that. So he says, I'm boasting about what Christ has done through me. He continues, he says, by word and deed, the obedience of Gentiles, and by the power of miraculous signs and wonders, and by the power of God's Spirit. So miraculous signs and wonders, he's just saying, God's done miracles through me, and all that's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, is the word indeed also by the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, it is. Now, whether he grammatically means that way, it's hard to say where to make the divisions there. But he's talking about word and deed and science and miracle and all that's by the power of the Holy Spirit. As a result, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ from Jerusalem all the way around to Elicrim. There's arguments over what he means by fully proclaimed the gospel. I'm saying, well, that, that's not correct in that uh, the gospel's not been completely proclaimed to, to every person with Healthy churches established everywhere. But I think it just means that he's proclaimed the gospel. And I don't think fully proclaimed is any different than proclaimed, really. But why these particular places? Well, Jerusalem is the natural starting place. Is that where Paul's ministry began? You could say, really, it began in Damascus. 
but he kind of went into hiding after Damascus and a world war until he went to Jerusalem and he was endorsed by the apostles. So Jerusalem is the natural starting place of his ministry. And why, as far as the other point of that, this elytrium, we don't see any of that in the book of Acts. But elytrium is the area northwest of Macedonia, a little further up into the interior of Europe. It's modern-day Albania, Yugoslavia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and so it's that area. How much time do you spend there? We have no idea. It's just not mentioned in Acts. We just see Macedonia really spoken of in Acts. And the phrase that he has proclaimed the gospel all the way around. Uh, way around is basically to describe a, a circle or an arc. And it's best just translated as they did all the way around. Not, not really describing any particular shape. Point being that he has had an extensive gospel ministry, and that's been by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, my aim is to preach the gospel where Christ has not been named, so that I will not build on someone else's foundation. We saw this in his letter to the Corinthian church, where he was challenging these super apostles that they were basically building on his foundation. But I'm not sure exactly how to take Paul, where he says this is, in light of what he said in 1 Corinthians, is he saying it's wrong to build on somebody else's foundation? Or is he just saying that that's his specific calling, that he has been called to go to places where the gospel has not been heard? I don't think he's saying it's wrong to do that, because churches will need continuing, ongoing work. And so to go to all the churches that Paul has founded, it's not like they're off limits to anyone else for henceforth and forevermore. Most of those Paul's not ever going back to, but they will need continual work and help and, and assistance. So it's not that it's wrong to do this. It's just I think Paul's saying that is his calling and his desire to go to these frontier areas from the perspective of the gospel to preach the gospel. So why is he going to Rome? There's already an existing church there. I think two reasons. One is just the strategic location of Rome. And so it's not that they have no foundation, but they have not had an apostle come and visit there. So I think he's going there back to, he's treading carefully here. It's not that you guys are in bad shape and you need me, but he wants to if I happen to be passing through, stop and spend some time with you, and maybe I can be of help to you. We'll see you next time. He also wants them to be of help to him. He's actually going to try and get them to help finance his trip to Spain. So he, hopefully it'll be mutually beneficial. So he's not going to plant a church in Rome. He's not going to spend a particularly long period in Rome. At least that's not his intention. His goal is to go to Rome, spend a little bit of time with them, help them out, them help him out. Then he go on to some really frontier areas as he takes the gospel to Spain. Close up verse 21. But as it is written, he's quoting from Isaiah 52, 15 here, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. 
Jesus Ness's support for his going to the areas where the gospel has not been preached. That is his calling to go to these frontier areas. And so he's just in this section, he's recounting his ministry, his call to ministry, and linking that to why he's coming to Rome. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Romans.